The following podcast may contain spoilers, profanity, and views or opinions that may not be representative of the author's intent of the articles discussed. We don't always take ourselves or the subject matter seriously either. Listener discretion is advised. The following is a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. The Force is strong with us, and we hope it is strong with you. Welcome to another edition of the new Jedi Archives with Zach Hagenbusher and Ben Schultz. Hello, Zach. Oh, hello, Ben. We meet again, of course. Of course, of course. It is a, it is the will of the Force that we are brought back together again to finish off the prequel era. Oh, if someone could finish off the prequels, wouldn't that be amazing? Hey, they did. Disney did. Oh. <laughs> when they they almost completely killed them off by saying, we're just going to make a show about the original trilogy era, basically. You, you know who else almost killed off the prequels? George Lucas. George Lucas. <laughs> but... I think that it's generally accepted that this next film that we'll be discussing today is George Lucas's best attempt at the prequels, uh, and that would be Revenge of the Sith, the tragic fall of Anakin Skywalker, the climax, if you will, of maybe the saga. Released in 2005, I was 13 years old. I was not. 2005, I was... 21? No. 31? I was something that ends in a 1. Okay. My question... You couldn't have been 21. You had to have been 31. Yeah, 31. I had to be 31. Yeah. At this point, you had, you had your youngest child was already 5 years old. So. Yeah, probably. Yeah. This is a question I have for you because I can't identify with this. As a 13-year-old who enjoyed Episode 1 and... Didn't have much of an opinion of Episode 2, to be frank, at that moment, because, again, it, it didn't really impact me in the way that the other Star Wars movies did. Episode 3, I was very much looking forward to, but I was 13. So, from the perspective of, of a 31-year-old who you grew up with the original trilogy, you saw the first two, you weren't fans. I mean, you, you were more of a fan of two than you were of one. Yes, but that's... <laughs> the yeah. bar is That's, not very high. I, I'm more of a fan of moldy bread than I am of shit. Yes. <laughs> How did you feel about the, you know, the, what, what was your, what was your was, feeling walking into the theater? I was apprehensively excited um, because the potential for, uh, ostensibly at the time, this was going to be the movie that linked the turd that was the prequels to A New Hope. And so there were a lot of things that had to happen in this movie. The runtime of the movie made me kind of nervous because there were a lot of things that had to happen in this movie. And a lot of things did happen in this a movie. A lot of things did happen, um, for good or for bad. And uh, so I, I wanted it to be good. I wanted it to be amazing. I don't know if it lived up to good or, well, if it lived up to amazing, but it wasn't bad compared to what we had just been fed. It was... It was all right. It was all right. Uh, we begin 
right into the action. Yes, which is a good start for the first time. Not, well, number two wasn't terrible with that. Number two wasn't terrible, but in number two you had that weird, oh, we're in the ship flying to the thing. And but then it blew up. This is but This is big. Jedi Starfighters underneath a Republic cruiser coming up, and you're in the middle of a huge space battle above Coruscant. The likes, the scale. Well, obviously, we saw a huge scale fight in Return of the Jedi, but this is kind of the return of the huge scale space fight. And and this does show the weakness of the Republic in a big way. The weakness of the Republic, absolutely. How, how so? The, the uh, Confederation of Independent Systems sent a fleet to Republic. The Republic homeworld. This is Coruscant. Yeah. I mean, that would be like somebody parking tanks outside of Washington, D.C. And then being like, yoo-hoo! Right. Bye! I mean, this is a huge, if not physical loss, moral loss, morale loss for the Republic. Padme in her secret little alcove where Bail Organa's like walking with right, like, C-3PO, I think, and and then she's afraid Anakin's dead. I don't know how she was worried at this point because he's a god being. Right, maybe she hasn't heard any of the stories in the Clone Wars, but this is not the scariest thing that's ever happened to him. Well, but he, the scariest thing that ever happened to him is about to happen because yeah. he finds out that she's pregnant. But it, that doesn't scare him. She's terrified, but he's like, this is the greatest day of my life. And she's worried about what they're going to do. Anakin is not worried at this point, or at least doesn't let on that he's worried. You know why? Because at this point, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Well, what, what doesn't he give a shit about? I could argue, and I will argue, that by the time Episode 3 rolls around, Anakin is already bought out of the Jedi Order in his own mind. Well, I would I would agree with you there, but I don't think that... I think he's excited about having the kids. No, 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 no. And I think if that means he gets what kicked I mean, out of the yeah, Jedi Order, right. he doesn't give a shit. That's what I meant. Okay, I'm like, with you. Yes, he's like, awesome, a kid. And she's like, but what about our like roles in society? And he's like... I don't care. Right. Here, look at my hands. I'm handing you all the shits I get. If they ki- if they kick me out, they kick me out. At this point, I They're fought, lost. I fought the war for three years. I've been one of their, their biggest, if not their biggest, asset. Uh, if they want to kick me out because I decided to be a real person, then I don't care. And, and they're oh. a bunch of short-sighted dimwits anyway. Right. And and I think Anakin would agree with me at this point in his life. That's true. His apprentice is gone. To do with it. Uh, there are a lot of... I heard the criticism from a lot of people before it was explained what happened to Ahsoka. I heard the criticism from a lot of people that, like... The Anakin in Episode 2 and the Anakin in Episode 3 are so different. But now that we've seen the Clone Wars, we understand why. We know why. And you do have to... If you take the movies just by themselves, yes, it is a flaw that Lucas, maybe he meant to do it this way, maybe he didn't. But the show does color in the lines to the point where it makes sense. Anakin and Palpatine's relationship has grown even further. Uh, they, They continue to counsel with each other, and Palpatine reveals to Anakin that he will be his personal representative on the Jedi Council. Now, 
That's an interesting point because the Jedi counter by telling Anakin they want him to spy on Palpatine. Right. That is the only reason why they approve his appointment. And they specifically withhold the rank of master for him. So he's the only non-Jedi master. Well, that's because he's not a real council member. After the meeting, Obi-Wan says, look, it's not going to be long before they make you a master. Like, you're, you're at that point. They just... They, they are it. uncomfortable with Palpatine trying to make that move before... And, but we the do. thing that I want to point out here is Palpatine says you will be my representative on the council. Yes. The Jedi say you will be our spy on the Chancellor. Yes. The Jedi are asking him to do douchey things. The Emperor has not at this point. No. The Emperor says I want you to be my eyes and ears on right. the Jedi Council. But... But I want you to be my representative. He has not portrayed it as anything shady. No, he says eyes and ears. He does not. He reveals to Anakin that he doesn't fully trust, trust the, the Jedi, Jedi, but he trusts Anakin. Right. Anakin is asked by both parties to be a spy for the other. Hmm. I understood, but Palpatine doesn't implicitly say, "I want you to make secret Jedi things available to me." That is essentially what he says, but, Ben. You're right. Ex- explicitly, he does not say that. But when does S- Chancellor Palpatine explicitly say anything? Obi-Wan eventually just winds up fighting Grievous. Bring to one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars. I don't know if you noticed it. Um, Grievous and Obi-Wan are fighting up on the girders, on the bridges. Sure. And down below them, there's two guys just walking through the hangar like nothing's happening. Like, there's lightsabers flying up above. What? And shit's going down hard. And, like, 20 feet below, there's two guys who are just like, hey, what'd you have for supper? Who are just walking? Yeah. Oh, my God, there's a hand. There's a robot hand. I'll I'll show you the scene when we're done recording. It's hilarious. Oh, my God. I never noticed that. I don't know what somebody pointed it out, and now I can't unsee it. But it's just two two guys walking along like they're, hey, you want to go for a beer after work? No, no. I'm not really feeling it. Sarah's got dinner on the table. I can't really hold my liquor anymore. Oh, my God, there's a metallic hand. Anakin's faith in the Jedi of course, was already low, but then they ask him to do this to really explicit, or, or a really implicit thing of, look, we, we need you to break the law, essentially. We need you to... It's treason. And the Jedi are very... The Jedi, especially Mace Windu, are really shitty in this movie. Yeah. Because at this point, they've been fighting the war for three years, and I think... Well, one, they know that the army was created with the means that they did not... That they did not want. If they had known in the beginning, maybe they would never have accepted the clone army. And they know that it's essentially a giant trap. So I actually think that they have a reason to be standoffish in this movie. They have a reason to want to know why the Chancellor is still in power. Why? What the Chancellor could potentially do to move Stand, against them. Standoffish is one thing, but they're downright treasonous. They're be... Mace Windu, three times... Three specific times I can point to advocates committing treason on the Republic. But couldn't you argue, Ben, that they're now in survival mode? He specifically says the Jedi are going to have to take over if the Empire. If the yep, he does. He doesn't. He step does out. say that. So that's a military coup. That's a military coup because the Jedi are all leading the military. Okay. Um, then when he goes to arrest Palpatine later on, and Anakin bursts in. Anakin says he needs to be placed under arrest and put on trial. 
And, and, Windu, says, and Windu says he's too dangerous to be kept alive. Yep. Windu wants to murder him without trial, and Anakin is arguing that's not the Jedi way. That's not the Jedi way. That's This is not how Jedi behave. Right. And that's the final nail in Anakin's Jedi coffin right there. Because Mace Windu is a master on the council, and he's thrown the sh- everything out the window. Literally. Another chess piece is played. Sidious reveals he is a Sith Lord. And in that moment, Anakin draws his lightsaber. Do you think... Do you think that that's a gut reaction? Or do you think that Anakin truly was ready for maybe a little bit? For maybe like a, a couple of seconds, like five to ten seconds to actually strike down Sidious at that point? I think he drew the lightsaber ready to kill Sidious. And then it dawned on him, why am I doing this? Well, because the Jedi have told me the Sith are evil. The Jedi also told me that Ahsoka wasn't worthy, that this happened, that this happened. That That I shouldn't get married. Right, that I shouldn't get married, that I shouldn't have kids, that it's okay for my mom to be a slave, that it's wrong for us to do this, that, and the other thing. And I think that, you know, it just... I think that moment he decides that being a Sith alone isn't enough to be a death sentence. So he goes and does the responsible thing. He tells Mace Windu. Yep, because he's still he's still a Jedi. Yes, he's still a Jedi. He tells Mace Windu, look, there's a, you were right. Like, basically, you're right. There, There's a Sith Lord behind this whole goddamn thing, and it's Palpatine. And he is abusing his power, like we all thought that he was. And Windu says, okay, well, I'm going to go take care of this. And Anakin says, well, let me go with you. And Windu says, no, I don't trust you. Or if if this is true, you will have gained my trust. It's like, bitch. Right. The Come fact on. that he came here to tell you in the first place should have been enough. The, the Jedi do everything they can to... It, it's like the entire Jedi Council is Qui-Gon Jinn and Anakin is Watto. I mean, they do everything they can to just fuck that poor boy over. No matter how many times he does the right thing, no matter how much he acts like the Jedi he's supposed to be, no matter how many times he pulls their collective bacon out of the fire, it is never good enough for them. Nope. Or at least not for Mace Windu. Oh, no, definitely not for Mace Windu. Can I make the argument that Mace Windu is... Like the least, my least favorite Jedi. Like maybe the worst Jedi, if you will, of all of them. You can. I mean, you can certainly. Because Yoda is at least compassionate. Like y- Yoda is the Grand Master for a reason. He's the head of the Council for a reason. I feel like Mace Windu is like waiting for the old man to die. <laughs> I I would argue that Mace Windu is the best Jedi, which is why I like him the least. Okay. Because I think Yoda's on the council due to age alone, like seniority. He's just, he's been a council member longer than most of the other council members have been alive. I'm a super senior. Look not when 900 years old you are. Look this good. You will not. <laughs> That's right. I still get the chicks. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, Mace Windu is just a douche to Anakin. He goes and shows up. Shows up with three other Jedi. Who who actually, the, and the other Jedi are like, uh, shouldn't we talk to Yoda? And he's like, Yoda's Yoda's on war. Right, Yoda's war. We're going to take care of this myself. I'm, I'm the real charge. Jedi. Right, I'm in charge now. 
Uh, they they knock down essentially uh, Chancellor Palpatine's door. You are under arrest. In in the novelization, Palpatine is Palpatine. I don't know if you've ever read the novelization. I, I have not for the, for this movie. I've not. Uh, Palpatine's like, what's the charge? And Windu's like, you're a Sith Lord. And Palpatine's like. I didn't know. That I wasn't was aware that was illegal. I thought we had freedom of religion in the Republic. Wow! <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that is so awesome. Why was that not in the movie? That would have been great, wouldn't it? So the Emperor is at his sword point, and then Palpatine says, "Look, Anakin, I was right. The Jedi are taking over." And then he like tries to kill him with the Force lightning, but Mace Windu deflects it back into Palpatine. And if if at that point Mace Windu does the right thing. The series is over. Because that's where Mace Windu says... Mace Windu and Anakin have an exchange. Mace Windu's going to kill the Emperor. Anakin says he needs to be arrested and put on trial for his crimes. And Mace Windu says he's too dangerous to live. And it's at that point that Anakin no, decides... I don't think that's true. If, if Mace Windu would have agreed to put the Chancellor on trial... I don't think Anakin cuts his hands off See, and lets him get thrown off the window. Here's where I disagree with you. And I know that's such a surprise that I disagree with you on this. <laughs> I, I think, because leading up to that moment, Anakin is looking at the Senate building. Because he knows that Mace Windu is on his way there. He's in the Jedi Council Chambers, the empty Council Chambers, and he looks over at that building. And he's like, man, I... Well, he, I need him. He, that he that is that, where he, he comes to the... Ironically enough, in the Jedi Council Chambers is where, he, I think, in his mind, he comes to the decision that whether Palpatine is truly a Sith Lord or not, his wife and her future is more important to him than the Jedi. I, I don't disagree with, with that. What I'm saying is, and he even says to Mace Windu, I need him. Yeah, he says it. I need him, but, which is what it was really about. Obviously, I think him going in there and saying, "Oh, but you have to give him a fair trial." That's his last desperate attempt to get Windu not to do something so that he doesn't have to do something. But the thing is, if Windu says you're right, okay, the Emperor can't let that stand. The Emperor then kills Mace, maybe. Then Anakin has a decision to make, but the Emperor has shown himself to be evil and an enemy of the Republic. By Mace refusing, by Mace saying, no, this person needs to be executed, my judgment is more important than the law, it makes it that much easier for Anakin to say, screw the Jedi that last time. But because if, that's the first sure, time it makes it a little takes... bit easier, but Anakin, Anakin goes there... Intending to save Palpatine is my point because he he needs the knowledge that Palpatine claims that he has. Right, and and I'm willing to bet that Anakin would have walked away from the emperor with, from the Jedi Order, and he would have done everything he could to defend the Emperor at trial. What I'm saying is, when Mace Windu would rather kill the Emperor than anything else, now the Jedi have no redeeming qualities in Anakin's eyes, and. The Republic is already on shaky ground. We've demonstrated that before. And when the Jedi lose all their redeeming qualities, then the Republic loses its qualities as well. And if Mace Windu at that moment had arrested Palpatine, then Anakin would have actually had to fall definitively. Uh, or 
well, Palpatine, I think, would have let himself get arrested and then would have just manipulated the courts, which is what Windu thinks is going to happen. Um, but I, I think Anakin, I think that's a big moment for Anakin because he doesn't want to attack Mace Windu. He doesn't want to have to draw his lightsaber and kill Mace Windu. Right. Because he didn't have his lightsaber out when he walked in. And he's he's actually making the rational argument we need to follow the rules. Anakin Skywalker is arguing for following the rules. Yeah. But but it's... I still think it's because it was selfish. I, I... It's my opinion he walked into that room knowing one way or the other the Emperor is... The Emperor is going to... I need him to come out on top of this. Well, I, I, he needed the Emperor alive to save Padme. I think he did. Or I think he thought he did at that point. But... If he was entertaining, he he went and told the Jedi that Palpatine was a Sith Lord. I think it. I think there was still a moment there where he thought maybe I can turn to Obi Wan and Yoda for help with Padme. I think it was still. I think at that point he was still on the fence. I think he ran in because he was afraid of losing Palpatine and therefore losing Padme. Right. I, I'm not saying he wasn't afraid that that was going to happen, but I still think he was on the fence, or he never would have reported okay. Palpatine. Okay. And then when Mace Windu won't follow the law, I I just think that that was it. There is a, a definitely a self-destruction of Anakin's support system. Because without Ahsoka there, you're right, he goes to Yoda, and he's like, I felt this problem. Like, I... Someone close to me is going to die. Can, what can I do to stop it? And Yoda's like, it's okay. <laughs> you must just teach let, yourself yes. to give up. Yeah, just let it happen. Teach yourself to let go of the things you fear to lose. Fuck you, little green bastard. God damn it. Yoda, Just uh, this is the only time that I needed you. Right, the one time I came to you for help and you're like, oh, there is no love, only good, get up. Get yep. up. Just give it up. Someone close to you, that wasn't supposed to happen. You're out. <laughs> right, right. And then he goes, he, he, he goes... I don't know if he goes to Obi-Wan about it per se, but he does, when he and Obi-Wan have their last conversation as friends, before Obi-Wan goes to Utapau, um, Obi-Wan makes the comment of like, like Anakin does apologize, he says, I've been behaving not like a Jedi should, essentially, I'm, I'm, I've been a little bit petulant, I'm sorry, and Obi-Wan doesn't bring it back around to we're brothers, you know, like, I would never think those things of you. He just says, soon you'll be a Jedi Master. You're a great Jedi. And, and at that point, like we said before, Anakin doesn't, I don't think, he doesn't really care about being gone. a Jedi. So when Obi-Wan is like, you'll be a great Jedi, well, I don't really care that I'm a great Jedi. I wanted to hear from you that you had my back. That's not really what you said. That's You, you just told me, some other bullshit, and I and frankly, I'm sick of it. So Obi Wan's gone, and that's he goes to Padme, and Padme one doesn't want to accept it, and two can't possibly. We've we've this kind of goes back to the larger concept of what the Force is, but I think that there is a part of the Force that is always kind of whispering to your like to, to your base desires of using the dark side, essentially feeding on those emotions. And, of course, Anakin's very vulnerable to that in this movie. By the time the movie comes around, Sidious because is ready everybody to Because everybody who should help him... Is not. Just, just pushes him aside. And Padme, who wants to help him, cannot understand. 
She does not understand what is going through. Uh, she doesn't have that connection to the Force and doesn't have that temptation always there. Plus, she doesn't... I mean, she's looking at things... Let's face it, Padme's selfish. The whole... There's... She is. Whenever she's dealing with Anakin, I'm afraid. What are we going to do? I'm so scared. That's what she says when she tells Anakin she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. She's... It's just a bad dream. Come back to bed. She... She doesn't... She doesn't actually connect with him on an emotional level that we see at all. Outside of the Clone Wars cartoon there. Show, sure. Uh, the Clone Wars show there's some, but in the movies themselves, yeah, we know they had sex and got pregnant, but he tries to kiss her and she's like, oh, let's not do that in public. You know, she, she says they're going to have kids. He's super excited because, like you said, he doesn't give a shit about being a Jedi anymore. And she's like, I'm terrified. What does this mean for our position? What does this mean for my political career? Right. A actually, episode three is probably Padme's lowest moment. Because in, in episode one, she's like this... Strong queen. Strong queen who's like curious about things. And granted, she's young, she's naive, but she learns and she mm -hmm. has a general... A, a seemingly uh, genuine desire to do good. And want yep. to do good in the galaxy. In episode two, she's this badass senator. Right. She's manipulative, but she's a badass senator. Yes. Probably who, why she's a badass who senator. Can she's manipulative. Who can get her way out of trouble pretty much by herself. In the Clone Wars, she's pretty badass. The, yeah. The cartoon series. And then, and in then this it just movie, all falls she's apart right just here. like a wife and pregnant and... She is she she is every negative female stereotype that can exist. She takes a real backseat in this movie. Uh, she takes several steps back, character evolution wise. I think. Yeah. Because she is not the strong person that we've come to know. She's not. She she's just not her own person at all. She has no will of her own, and any time she does seem to act, it's always. My career, my this, I'm afraid of, my that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to break down in tears. And the most egregious one of all that we'll get to soon. But she does bravely try and confront Anakin. Because Obi-Wan goes to her and says, look, he's not... He's changed. And she knows she that he's changed, right. too. Well, he, she, he talked to her after he was at the Jedi Temple. Yeah. Well, I, I, he, she knows that he's changing. Mm -hmm. She knows that he's losing faith in the Jedi, and she knows that he's worried about her. So, when Obi Wan kind of connects the dots and says, "Look, all of this stuff—the Jedi being killed and everything—that's all Anakin. This is all happening because Anakin has turned to the dark side." I think it obviously makes sense to her, but again, she doesn't want to believe it until she sees it for herself. She tells Obi Wan she he doesn't know. She doesn't know where he is, even though she does. And she secretly absconds off to Mustafar. Obi-Wan hitches a ride. And uh, there is a subtext in the novel. This I do know from the novelization, because I, I did my research on it a long time ago. Um, there's a subtext of Obi-Wan and Padme having an affair. Mm -hmm. um, it's much stronger in the novelization, but you do get a little bit of it in the movie. Where when Anakin has a second vision and Obi Wan is in the vision with Padme dying, 
And oh, Anakin's like, Obi-Wan's been here, hasn't he? And Padme's like, yeah, he was here. Oh. <laughs> What's Obi-Wan doing here? You dangerous slut! Right, right. Because having an affair on the Chosen One is dangerous. That's so dangerous. Padme's all about that. There's the last... I think it is it is the last time that Anakin is Anakin for a long time. When he meets Padme on the, on the platform. And Padme's like, look, I heard so many... Obi-Wan says terrible things. Are you... Is this all true? And he's like... He does. He doesn't deny it. He's like, "Look, Obi-Wan, he says Obi Wan's lying to her." No, I don't. Th- I don't think he uses those words. He says and something he says like, "Obi Wan's deceiving you." He says something like, "I don't want to hear about Obi Wan." That's what he says. I don't want to hear about Obi. He, he says that after a while, but he tells her first off that Obi Wan's just trying to turn you against me. He does. No, he says that later. Okay. He says that after he says, I don't want to hear about Obi-Wan. He tries to deflect it because he can't deny it. It's it, it, At this point, it's become who he is. Right. He's, and he's it, killed enough younglings that he's earned the orange eyes. <laughs> not, not, not permanently. Just like he tells her, look, I'm going to take over this galaxy. That's what I'm doing. Right. I'm doing it to protect and you. we can rule it together. And that's obviously not what she wants. We'll take out the Emperor. Which, granted, I do think that that is a little bit of what she probably could want. But, of course, that's not what she wanted at that moment. And uh, Obi-Wan shows up out of the ship, and that's... Anakin that's make or break. Her. Anakin completely loses himself. You did this. You turned her against me. Yeah, and chokes his wife. His pregnant wife. And uh, Obi-Wan says put her down, and Anakin does. And then they get into a re- the fight on Mustafar. Which I think... Okay, I really enjoy the final duel. I really do. Uh, I I mean, yes, there are parts of it that are a little contrived. There are parts of it that it's like, if you were actually fighting someone for, you know, to the death, would you do these things? No. There's a theatrical element. I I get that. My, My point of contention with this is Anakin is the best damn lightsaber fighter in the galaxy. Perhaps of all time. Right. Maybe you could argue that Yoda was better because we haven't seen Anakin and Yoda fight. There was the one time that Anakin said, I'm better than Yoda, and Obi-Wan said, only in your mind. But again, I point out that every time Obi-Wan says, only in your mind, Anakin's right about his power level. Yeah. And Obi-Wan's mostly doing it because he's trying to keep Anakin's ego in check. Um, So I just do not think that in the end... Obi-Wan out-lightsabers Anakin. I think there should have been some type of force manipulation that was apparent. I think it actually had to happen in order for Obi-Wan to win. Because I don't think Obi-Wan out... Especially if Anakin's giving into his emotions, which gives, which gives him full access to no, the No, I, I do. I, I, I see it because... Anakin... This is new for Anakin. It really is. You know, it, it, he, he, he just now started to embrace the dark side... And that's clearly the power that he's drawing upon to fight Obi-Wan in this in this sense. But the powers that he's using, dark side and light side, those work the same. They don't work the same, Ben. You use totally different totally different emotions, totally different spectrums you to, to don't use emotions them. for the light side because the Jedi can't have emotions. No, you use emotions. It's just a different <laughs> it's just a different the, the thing set. is the, he's not 
I would. I think it is plausible that he's not used to it, and that if you had given him a month, he might have been. He would easily have been able to defeat Obi Wan. The the thing is, but it, it doesn't come down to force use. No the battle doesn't come. To, it comes down to lightsabers, and and I'm telling you that it comes down to positioning. And he, dude, dude positioning my ass. The plus two bonus for high ground does not cover the. Double specialization that Anakin has. You're right, saber. but you're right, but it does cover the minus ten for stupid move. See, but I don't see Anakin actually making that stupid move. That's my big problem. But he does. With this fight. You can't. Yeah, you can't say that he don't see him doing it because he does. He does. I think you, that's too. You made the point. We all made the point. We both made the point through the Clone Wars. He thinks he's the fucking best. Too, but he is the fucking best, and right, and he thinks he can pull that off, and he can't. I, I think it would have been better if uh, Obi Wan had had to do some type of force manipulation to get the upper hand on Anakin. Um, I think that would explain why Obi Wan decided to exile himself to the asshole of the universe. I think it would explain why he lied to Luke about his father dying, uh, because Anakin or because Obi Wan would feel even more responsible because he, you know what I mean, he cheated. Uh, I think it would have had a bigger impact if Obi-Wan had to do something Force-related, and I think it would have justified, because lightsaber to lightsaber, Anakin is definitively better than Obi-Wan. Definitively. We know that because Anakin ultimately beat Darth Tyrannus by himself. Yeah, ultimately, but... But then Obi-Wan beats Anakin definitively. Right, which makes no sense. Obi-Wan beats Darth Maul. In three strokes, definitively. Obi-Wan beats Darth Maul the first time. I'm just saying, Obi-Wan is a particularly accomplished fighter himself. I'm not disagreeing. He's probably second only to Yoda and Anakin in that order. I mean, third, then. Third. Sure. Yeah. I I don't know. I I, I just think... I think that... I think you, you really want... Anakin to be better than the Obi-Wan, but I just, I don't know if he is. The, the other thing is, I think at this moment in time, with all the emotions that are running through Obi-Wan, which he has not really had to deal with before, because this is a betrayal for Obi-Wan on an unprecedented yeah, level. Yep, on a massive scale. So, when you say... And well, at this point, not only is he fighting for himself, but if he dies, there's one Jedi left. Yeah. And that's Yoda. So he's sitting there. Who hasn't got much time left? And, and the, the thing is, when you say, "Well, uh, Anakin would be tapping into the dark side," and he doesn't understand how to use it. Quite honestly, I think it makes more sense that no, no, not that he doesn't understand how to use it. It's it's different. different. Okay, but what I it's say, like when you put on a new pair of shoes. It takes a little bit of time to get used to. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I'm just saying we've seen how intoxicating the power of the dark side can be. Yes, we've seen Obi Wan. Riding the fence before the the fight yeah. with the mysterious red barriers. I think that this moment in time is a wonderful point for Obi-Wan to give in to this flood of emotions and do something uncharacteristically Obi-Wan and cheat in some way. It doesn't have to be something big. It could have been a force grab to pull Anakin lower so that he could get him with the lightsaber. It could have been a force push to make him stumble a little bit. Sure. But I think something like that, and in my head canon, that happened off camera. Because because they're both racked with emotions that they don't okay. understand right now. Anakin sets on fire. 
And he leaves him to burn Obi-Wan to death. picks up the lightsaber out of the dirt and does not finish him off. Right, leaves him to burn to death. Shitty human being. And you... This is the one time where I'm going to disagree with you that Obi-Wan's an asshole. Because I... I mean, yeah, it's it's selfish reason, but I, I truly... I just don't think he had it in him. I, I don't think he could actually kill his friend. Because if, if he really, truly wanted to kill Anakin for... He could have done it. Instead of cutting off his arm and legs, he could have just... But leaving right him there to suffer, I think, is worse. You think he meant to do that? Oh, I, that's what he did. Because he's burning to death. He's sitting on the, a lava beach. His body is... Right. Parts of it are starting on fire. I, I don't, There's no human being on the planet who doesn't understand that that is a shitty way to die. Before he started on fire, I, I think there could have been a shred of Obi-Wan that thought Anakin... Maybe if he... If he now that he had disabled Anakin, if he could somehow reach the, the person that's in there that he knew, that he could get him to stop. But then Anakin's like, I hate you! And he's got the red eyes, and there was just... There was no going back. But just leaving him laying there? Yeah, he couldn't, to suffer. He couldn't, couldn't just take him through the take him through the head, just... Right. right. But he wouldn't do it. Get him through the heart? Something. Let him, let him die. I think that's a horrible insult. Then they scoop up Padme's body, they bring her to the most inept medical facility in the galaxy. It's a pretty fucking state-of-the-art medical facility. I don't know what you're talking about. How? How is she dead then? Because they said they can't explain it. Right. She lost the will she to live. She lost the will to live. It's a thing in Star Wars. Fuck it's a off. thing. Hook her up to a ventilator and an artificial heart. It's a thing. It is not a thing. It's a thing. You don't, people don't, if losing the will to live was all it took to die, there would be no suicides. Look, Ben, I can't help you with this because I'm a Lucasite. I'm a Canonite. I have no problem with just, this how part. does how does that happen? She lost the will to live. Maybe she was by tainted me. by the dark side. Maybe being choked by her husband with the force was enough to throw off her what was a self-fulfilling prophecy. No, she's perfectly healthy. So it, nothing could have she's physically there's nothing wrong with her. Right? So it must be spiritually it must be the midichlorians. They specifically say she's lost the will. The midichlorians have attacked her bloodstream. <laughs> Space AIDS has taken its toll. <laughs> That's it. That's our retrospective of Revenge of the Sith. How do you feel? I'm okay with it. No, with the obvious objections that I made while we were talking about right, it. Of course. I don't know. I, I'm always going to have a place in my heart for the prequels. I always will. It. It. it I know a lot of people don't like it, but here's the thing. The prequels establish so much of what Star Wars has become. You know, like the the understanding of who the Jedi were as an order and what their tenets are, the understanding of the Sith. I mean, yeah, you had Darth Vader and the They Emperor. make it worse. They make it worse. How? The Jedi were cool when we first watched Star Wars. With the prequels coming out, first off, they're no longer an ancient order of knights. They existed like 20 years before. They're no longer... I mean, they are an ancient order. They've well, been around they are for a very an ancient long order, time. But when we first saw A New Hope, we thought ancient order was like Obi-Wan was trained by a guy, and he was the last in a long line of single knights that have kept the tradition alive. And now we find out... Eh, 
they've been around for a long time, and it was only 20 years ago that But no, but we couldn't, that couldn't be. Because Why? Obi-Wan says he fought with Anakin's, or with Luke's father in the Clone Wars, and Obi-Wan's not that old. He's gray-haired and old. We don't know how long he's not lived. hundreds of years. We don't old. know that. He's a human in a different galaxy, a long time ago, far, okay. far away. All right, all right. They might have a lifespan of two hundred years. I mean, they don't. We they have that. Baca tanks. Just take a dip, right? Uh, if you need me, I'll be using the Baca tank. Right, regenerating all my cells. <laughs> That's why his hair turned white so quick. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> Um, you know what I mean? It just seemed like a long time ago, and the Jedi were ah, more old, like paladins. old Ben. You're back again, eh? I just need to use the tanning bed for a little bit. And they, they seem more like D and D style paladins. Okay, where they were heroes and champions of good and right and justice. And with the prequels, that just wasn't the case. Well, they tried to make it the case. I think. I think it was the case. We were just seeing them at the end of their life. We, we were seeing them at their lowest point. Well, and I don't disagree with you. I, I just, I think it took some of the magic out of the Jedi when we saw their fall. Um, and so I think it made the, I think teaching us more about the Jedi did nothing to increase the Jedi's stature. You can catch the new Jedi archives on Spreaker.com and the Spreaker app for your uh, your Android or iPhone. It's easy to download, easy to like. Uh, please follow us and please share it with your friends. That's the other thing, too. We're, we're trying to create a community here. We consider everyone who's listening to this part of this project, part of this movement, if you will, um, trying to fill in the archive together. So please share this with your friends, and let's make it a big, happy family. Uh, we appreciate everybody who's been a part of the journey so far. If you have any questions or comments, please uh, comment on Facebook, message one of us personally, email us at uh, newjediarchives at gmail.com, and uh, also give our Facebook page a like and a share, too. Yeah, tell us uh, what we got right, tell us what yep, we got wrong. New Jedi Archives, or at New Jedi Archives on Facebook. Ben, may the Force be with you. And also with you, Zach. This has been a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.